All right, so this is Simchat Torah, and uh, it's a little bit different. Uh, it's a little bit of a different holiday than all the other holidays. Why is it uh, different than all the other holidays? Because every other holiday has to do with either uh, an agricultural time of year, with a historical event, with a great miracle of God, you know, commemorating it. Uh, whether we're talking about Hanukkah or Purim, you know, or we're talking about the uh, festivals in the Torah, you know, I, uh, everything from Shabbat to Passover to Shavuot, you know, the Feast of Weeks to the Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah to the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur, uh, or Sukkot. Whatever, uh, whatever it, it might be, uh, Simcha Torah is different. The reason it is different is that what we're commemorating is the yearly cycle of Torah readings. Uh, and uh, uh, and uh, it came to be a, uh, a holiday probably approximately a thousand years ago. Approximately a thousand years ago. The Torah reading cycle, nobody knows exactly when it began. Uh, uh, however... Uh, it became uh, uh, um, an event <laughs> uh, about a thousand years ago, uh, and uh, uh, it was decided that uh, at the end of uh, Sukkot was a good time to have the cycle, the yearly cycle, end and begin. I, for uh, the reason that w what we talk about on on Sukkot, that it is the end of the year and it's the beginning of the year. It's the it's the end of the agricultural year. It is really the end when we think of the spiritual year uh, as well, uh, and a time of uh, new beginnings. And so it just makes sense uh, that our, our uh, rabbinic ancestors came to the conclusion uh, that uh, the yearly Torah reading cycle, meaning from meaning from the beginning of Genesis to the end of Deuteronomy, including the holidays uh, and special readings on the uh, on um, Rosh Chodesh, you know, the first of the month or whatever it might be, that we come to the end uh, uh, tonight, basically, uh, and the beginning. And so as you know, if you've come here before for this, that we conclude uh, the uh, the end of Devarim, the end of Deuteronomy, and then we read the beginning of Breshit, so that we can never say that we've come to the end. You know, we've just come to the end, and that's, you know, the end of it. That we're never quite at the end. And it is interesting that, you know, in Judaism, when you uh, complete even one of the uh, books of the Bible, when you complete... Uh, Breshit or Shemot, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers of Deuteronomy. When you complete each one of them, there's a special thing that you say, you know, about the strength, you know, strength, strength, and so on. Uh, and uh, and so it's like it's like a mitzvah. It's a great thing to complete a, the particular reading. In fact, uh, there's something uh, maybe you've heard of it. It's called Daf Yomi. Anybody ever hear of Daf Yomi? Right. So Daf Yomi um, means a daily page, basically, is what it's referring to. A daily page. And it's referring to reading the entire Babylonian Talmud. And every seven years, 
That is completed. And uh, you should, um, if you go to YouTube and you click Daf Yomi completion or something like that, you will see some very interesting celebrations, uh, mostly either in Brooklyn or Jerusalem. What's the difference, right? Uh, and uh, of, of the uh, celebration of uh, the completion of the seven-year cycle of reading the uh, Talmud. So the idea in both of these, whether we're talking about the five books of Moses, the Torah, or we're talking about the Talmud, it is like this mitzvah. You've, you know, you've gone on the journey. We love to couch a lot of what we do in terms of journey, in terms of travel, in terms of you know, uh, uh, having a destination, uh, and uh, and certainly reading, uh, you know, completing one of these cycles uh, is really a wonderful thing. If you attend uh, a, a many synagogues, not all synagogues, but many synagogues, if you attend the service every single week for a whole year, you will have heard the entire five books of Moses chanted, right? Uh, and, uh, and, and so that's kind of interesting. Here, of course, we read a representative section of each week's uh, portion, which is fine. But, um, but tonight I just wanted to mention something that I've talked about only once or twice, uh, and just over the past year, but only one, once or twice. Usually it's when we take the Torah out. And that is the liturgy that we sing uh, when we take the Torah out of the ark. It really is, a, it's a significant liturgy, okay? And it's not just, uh, you know, uh, prayers that someone uh, made up, but, you know, uh, you'll hear it uh, in, a few, um, in, in a few minutes, right? I'm just going to read it. I'm not going to sing it. I'm just going to read it, right? Vayehi ben so aharon, vayomer Moshe, kuma aronai vayafutsu oivecha, Vayanusu misanecha mipanecha ki mitzion teitze Torah udvar Adonai mirushalayim baruch shenatan Torah liamo Yisrael bigdushato. So what is that uh, saying? It's actually several verses of scripture uh, in a string. You know, you read. You know how uh, in the Brit Harashah, Paul is notorious for this. Uh, in several different places, making a point, and then just like a barrage of Bible verses, <laughs> right, from a variety of different places. So every time we take out the Torah, we are, we are going to several different places in the Bible. So the first part is in the book of Numbers. And I remember mentioning this when that was the Torah portion uh, for that in um, in the book of Numbers, chapter 10, uh, in uh, verse uh, 35. Then it came about, when the ark set out, Moses says, Rise up, O Lord, and let thine enemies be scattered, and let those who hate thee flee uh, before you. Uh, and that's, that is what we sing every single week when we're taking out the Torah. You may not have recognize that, but we're singing that, that verse and the verse after it, okay? So it's kind of interesting. I uh, rise up, O Lord, and let thine enemies be scattered, and let those who hate thee flee before thee, okay? So that's very interesting. Why, why do we read that? Why are we reading that? 
we're reading that to remind us that the Torah is not just I, you know, when we ha- when we take the Torah scroll out, it's not just simply, uh, uh, okay, it's like a book, and it just happens to be a scroll, and uh, all we're really interested in is in the words that are in it. That's not really the case. The scroll itself, the Torah scroll itself, is very significant. That's why we walk around the sanctuary with it, because the Torah scroll itself is significant in that it is a uh, uh, very much a symbol, a reminder. Uh, it conveys to us the reality of the presence of God throughout the history of the Jewish people. Not only during the wilderness, not only in the wilderness wanderings, but all throughout history. I, I, every synagogue, for example, has a, uh, a, a Torah scroll. It is the most sacred um, it is the most uh, a sacred thing in a synagogue is the Torah scroll uh, because of what it represents. Uh, the unconditional love of God, the, the covenant relationship uh, with God. Uh, and we walk around it as if, you know, thinking of uh, the, the cloud and the fire, uh, you know, walking with the children of Israel in the wilderness. Uh, and uh, and throughout all of history, okay? But it's not the only thing that we read. It's not the only thing that we read. We also uh, read uh, these uh, words, right? Ki mitzion Torah udvar Adonai miyerushalayim. That comes from Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter 2, uh, in verse 3. It's not the whole verse, Okay? Just the end of it. The whole verse says, well, actually, we really need to read verses 1 and 2. Okay, It says, The word which Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. Now, it will come about in the last days, the mountain of the house of the Lord will be established as the chief of the mountains, and it will be raised above the hills, and all the nations will stream to it. And many peoples will come and say, and we sing this song, don't we? Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us concerning his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. This is the part that we sing now. For the law shall go forth from Zion, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. So we're singing, you know, uh, rise up, let your enemies be scattered, and so on. And then we immediately sing, and the word of the Lord uh, for the law shall go forth from, Jer- from Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. So this, ha- this is a little bit of a different meaning. This has sort of a, a visionary uh, uh, meaning in, in, uh, of looking to the future. So the, the first part, when we, you know, Ki ben Soharon, Vayomer Moshe, that part, uh, uh, you know, uh, rise up, let your enemies be scattered, and so on, that um, we're thinking about the past and we're thinking about the present. And of course, we'll say and always, but primarily thinking about the history of our people, past and present, where the last part is thinking about the future. And when you read this passage carefully, uh, what, what it's really saying is that 
uh, you know, there will be a day, not only that when uh, God is uh, leading the Jewish people uh, and protecting us and, you know, and all that, but that he will be the Lord of the nations uh, as well. He'll be uh, the Lord of the nations. When it says here, the law shall go forth from Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem out to the nations. And then it says, now we don't read this part, but then it goes on to say, and he will judge between the nations and he will render decisions for many peoples. And they will hammer their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not lift up sword against nation and never again will they learn war. Uh, and so the passage speaks of the, the marvelous future of the Olam Haba, you know, of the world to come. All that is happening when we take the Torah out of the ark every single Shabbat, as well as uh, today, as well as this evening. Uh, it, it's like a dramatization of the entire history of God and his relationship to Israel and the nations. Uh, every single Shabbat. Uh, and on Simchas Torah. And so, when we take the Torah out of the ark, we are rejoicing in God's uh, loyal love, in his chesed uh, that he shows toward us, in his protection, that God is our refuge and our fortress in a time of trouble. He never leaves us, he never forsakes us, and so on. And that the day will come when all of the nations will, will be gathered to Jerusalem and worship the Lord and, and actually Sukkot will be celebrated and the Torah will go forth. Well, the wonderful thing, the good news, uh, today is that the Torah has begun to go forth in the person of Yeshua. Think about it. Before the Messiah came, the only people that knew anything about the Bible really the, the, the Tanakh was the, the, you know, the Bible, were the Jewish people. It wasn't like the Romans uh, were reading some version of the Torah. You know, it wasn't like uh, the Syrians or the Egyptians were reading some version of the, of the Torah. Or, you know, uh, sophisticated uh, cultures like the Chinese culture, which was very much in existence at that time. They weren't reading the Bible. They weren't reading the Torah. They didn't know about Moses. But it was when Yeshua came and the message of the Messiah began in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and then to the remotest part of the earth, that the word of God began to be spread. It's because of Yeshua that the Torah began to move out to the nations, the Ten Commandments and everything else. It was because, isn't that It's kind of an ironic thing when you think about it? Right? It's because of the coming of the Messiah uh, that, uh, that anybody outside of Israel or the Jewish people became aware of Moses and, you know, and loving your neighbor as yourself from the text of the Bible. There might, there, now, there might have been, uh, certainly there were other cultures who, you know, who taught kindness. Uh, you know, that, you know, that, that uh, needs to be understood. But not from the Bible. Not the understanding of love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. That came to the nations as a result of the Messiah coming. Now we know that he himself is the word of God made flesh, and so that when we embrace him, that, that Torah is not only uh, up on a wall to, uh, like the Ten Commandments, up on a wall to be learned and memorized, 
but it becomes internalized, you know? And so for Israel, back in the first century anyway, that uh, when Yeshua came, the Torah that they already knew now became empowered. But for the nations, it was like a package deal. <laughs> for the nations, it wasn't just, you know, it was, it was not just here, here, read this. It was here, read this, and the good news is you can be empowered by the Ruach, the Spirit of God, to live it out. Uh, and, uh, and, and so on Simcha Torah, I think that we really, uh, it really is a celebration of those verses that we, uh, that we say every single week when we, when we read the Torah. A celebration of the faithfulness of God and the word of God going to the nations. That is really, uh, that is the presence of the future. That's when we talk about, you know, what is Israel's future? Israel's future is to be a redeemed people who are a light to the nations, right? Uh, and in Messiah, uh, he is the personification of all of that. And so for Israel, he is the glory of Israel and a light of revelation uh, to the nations, as we read in the Gospel of Luke. Uh, and, uh, and so how powerful, uh, indeed, you know, uh, that is. You haven't received the uh, Darash yet, but coming attractions, I know the person who wrote it, so I, he talked to me today. I'm always talking to myself. Okay, so it's interesting that the Haf Torah portion for Breshit, for Genesis 1, the, the, the portion from the prophets that we read comes from Isaiah chapter 42, okay? Which is the introduction of the servant of the Lord. The servant of the Lord, you know, as, as it says at the beginning of, of chapter 42, Behold my servant whom I uphold. My chosen one in whom my soul delights, I put my spirit upon him. And what? He will bring forth justice to the nations. He will not cry or raise his voice. And so on. He is the one who's going to uh, redeem the nations. Right? Redeem the nations. The Haftorah portion, though, begins in the fifth verse. When it says, Thus says God the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched at them out, who spread out the earth and its offspring, who gives breath to the people on it and the spirit to those who walk in it. Uh, and certainly we can understand why that would be the Haftorah portion for the passage uh, at the beginning of Genesis, telling us that God is the, the God of Israel is the authority of everything. Everything is under his authority. Every created thing is under his authority, okay? And if every created thing is under his authority, then his will is going to come to pass. It cannot help but come to pass. And so when we take out the Torah scroll uh, and we walk around the sanctuary with it, we're rejoicing that, you know how people like to say, we need to, you need to be on the right side of history, well, may I suggest that the right side of history is to be on the side of the per, of the one, the person, the one who is the authority over every created thing, the creator and the sustainer of everything. And that is the God of Israel and Messiah Yeshua. And, uh, and, and so you're on, we're on the right side of history if we follow him uh, and we live for him. 
and uh, you know if if he really is our uh, our 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 king. Uh, and uh, and by the way, that's why you know you have uh, on the the Torah is decorated, right? Now we don't have this, but some in some synagogues the Torah actually has a crown on it, a crown, uh, because it's supposed to represent like the presence of God, remind us of the presence of God that He's the King, uh, and uh, and so uh, very very important to us. So tonight as we rejoice in the in Simchat Torah tonight as we rejoice. Uh, in the, um, uh, you know, in our Torah scrolls and as we walk around, uh, the uh, sanctuary, uh, with, uh, with them, may we remember indeed these great, these great truths for today and, you know, and for, uh, always.